Oh no, everyone. Apparently it happened again, and I didn't even notice it. I thought the episode was just short. Nope. I lost the back half of it. So now, me from the past, having realized that this happened, will give you a better recap than normal, because it's not really a recap. At the end of the last episode, I think Asharis was about to go and check out what the cooking tent had going on. She got smoked fish for herself, and Merlin got a hippogriff rump and a rabbit foot. Then Merlin went to check out the potion tent, where he met a half-elf named Lur, selling magic components and picked up some different magic components like spider with a spot on its belly, ipecac root, and wormwood. Lur checked out the potions that Merlin was working on and gave him the last couple ingredients that he would need to be able to finish them. So he will soon have a potion of giant growth and a potion of healing. Asharis and Ghostslinger made their way to the huge gates of Aberdeen, which are cracked open, letting out a single carriage or cart at a time, where they are told by Flint, the door guard, that no one except friends of the dwarves is allowed to enter into the city under the cliffs. Going back and forth, they tried to con convey the message from the master of the lock keepers in Gill, but Flint is adamant that no one but dwarves is allowed inside. As the elves start walking away, he gives them a chance to prove themselves. If they can find out what is causing the hippogriffs to act hostile, he tells them that he will take them to see Jin Duran himself. But Merlin comes up and starts trying to remember something important about Aberdeen, for some, some reason that he should be let in, or some item that shows he's a friend of the dwarves. As he is fiddling with his robes, Flint catches sight of the big tome that Merlin found in Kazark, underneath Scale Ridge. The dwarf takes the book and tells Merlin that it's dwarven and he's keeping it until they come back from proving that they are friends of the dwarves. Merlin says he wants the book back, but Flint refuses, and so Merlin levitates him into the air, threatening to drop him if the book isn't returned. Hello everyone and welcome to D&D Tonight, a family-friendly 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast, which unfortunately suffered from some severe technical difficulties last week, but we'll pick it up there with our players. Jessica, who are you? I am Ghost Slinger, the best of the bunch, better <laughs> than them. They're, they're, this has been an interesting time, but I am a rogue. And Merlin, who are you? I am Merlin, magician that's in big trouble this week if my partners don't back me up in this play that I'm... We aren't going to. We're going to jail then. Yeah, we are. No, you are. <laughs> and Asharis, uh, my sister, who are you? I am Asharis, the ranger. See, I gotta write this down. Ranger Wood Elf with my trusty sidekick, Blinky. The dog is your sidekick? Don't you think? I mean, do you want me to call you my sidekick? No. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. not. Exactly. Nobody wants to be the sidekick. Because everything last week was awesome, and the and the people that are listening to this will never know about it. Everyone gets inspiration. Inspiration. Which we never use. Which you all already have, but it lets you reroll something that you need to do well on. Okay. You need to pay attention to that. And everyone gets another... 100 experience, because that's my default for having done cool things. So that means we're at 12,995. 12,995. Yes, 9,995. 12,995. Boy, that's close, isn't it? It's like 9, 1995. So we're going to start off with rolling initiative for Ghostslinger and Asharis. Wait, we're doing a fight? Not a fight Hopefully, team. because I don't want to do that. Is it going to be like a rap battle? Rap battle! <laughs> I thought that was Transformers. <laughs> Fifteen. Nine. Plus your stuff. What stuff? What stuff? Dexterity? Initiative. Initiative? Yeah, your initiative modifier. It should be your dexterity, I think. Oh, five. Oh, so... So I'm at fourteen. I'm at eighteen. I'm at twenty in case you need it. Let me roll very quickly. Actually, no. No, I'm not going to roll. Good, because if I'd have rolled, I'd have rolled bad anyway. Bad roll. Ghostslinger, you react first. You just heard Merlin threaten to drop a dwarf that he's levitated into the sky to his death. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Oh, my. I'm going to leave. Okay, so that's not nothing. 
you're going to run away, disassociate <laughs> yourself from Merlin, and and hide. Get out of the situation. Yep. Roll me a stealth check. Yeah, roll me a stealth check. Do, 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 do. And for our listeners at home, this may be the first time the Ghost Slinger has done something to go, or has run to go hide, and it might be the right decision. Fourteen. Okay, I'm going to write this down. And if you were to add the dexterity. Oh, you haven't added your stealth modifier? No. Oh, add the stuff! I need to know! Wait, so, since I have... You should have stealth, which is a plus three. So, it's 17 then. Do you have anything else next to the stealth thing? Does it say plus something there? Yes, because that's that's another three! Three and three! Your 14 becomes... A 20. Okay. Ghostslinger rolls a modified 20. Wahaha. That's a pretty good hide roll. So, you are by all of these caravans and carriages and stuff, and you have a hat of disguise, and you want to hide. Tell me, what do you do to go hide? What do you hide behind? What do you hide in? Do you run for the ocean to jump into water? What do you do? I like the ocean one. You're going to run and jump in the in the ocean at the base of the cliffs? Yes. You're going to be all wet. Okay, so, Ghostslinger, you slip down into a kind of small stream that runs underneath the road where all the carriages and stuff are coming out of the cliffs. So, you are well and truly out of sight. Asharis, Ghostslinger just booked it and disappeared. Just run away. I mean, and abandoned me to deal with this problem by myself. Yes, you have a problem. What are you going to do? about the fact that you can already see dwarves jumping down off their carriages and carts with axes in hand, and the doors to Aberdeen are opening wider behind the dwarf that Merlin threatened. I'm going to tell him to put him down! Let's charge! No! Well, there's, a, there's like a, a whole city full of dwarves! And there's two of you! They're gonna take us to the king and say off with their heads or something. So we're Yeah, we're gonna end up dead. I'm making the right decision here. Okay, so you just yell at him or do you... Like go over to him and try to convince him. Are you trying to not look like you're with Merlin or... Are you going to make... Like, sneakily, like, put him down! What? You're, you're a fairly good distance away, because you and Ghostslinger were walking away to try and come up with a plan to get into the city, when this dwarf told you that he would give you a chance, and then Merlin walked up. So you were a little bit away from him. Merlin doesn't look like he's with you two right now, but you... You're yelling at him, so how do you want it to come off? Like, are you going to go tackle him, or are you just going to kind of stay out of it and see how it plays out? What if I tackle him and look like I'm mad at him for making this dwarf, you know, fly into the air? Like, I'm going to get there first, you know, like the other dwarves are thinking of beating him up, and I'll, I'll be there first. Like, how could you do that? This is an outrage! Stranger whom I don't know. I like this. Roll, roll a, uh, roll a, uh, an attack against Merlin. Thirteen. Plus all of your attacking stuff. Uh, so then eighteen, uh, like twenty-two or something. Merlin, from behind, you get grabbed by somebody. Do you try to shake free from it after you heard Ashara's shout, "Put him down"? Uh, What's gonna happen when I put him down? Well, see, that's the beauty of not knowing. You have to make decisions, and then I tell you how they play out. We're in trouble already. Either way, it's bad here, okay? Nothing good can come of you continuing to levitate him into the air. And that's why I went away. And I turn him upside down, and he'll drop the book. And then we're going to run away. Let me turn him upside down. He can drop the book. I imagine he's kind of already floating wildly, because, like, dwarves are not used to swimming or flying. Or pretty much anything that involves having their feet off the ground. So he's probably kind of tumbling up into the air, holding on to his stuff and the book. That's just a sample of my powers. Okay, so are you going to try and get out of 
Asharis's grab because she has basically bear hugged you and tackled you. Like, do you try and sidestep it and get out of it, or does she knock you down? Oh, she takes me down. I'm just an old man. And with that, my my power is uh, waning to one side, and he's going to crack his head against the wall. <laughs> okay, as you lose your concentration, he starts running into the wall as he's drifting upwards. The dwarves in the doorway to Aberdeen react quickly, and thankfully not lethally. The doors to the great city in the cliffs are opened slightly wider, revealing an array of cannons and ballistas, which can be deployed in times of need. Mm-hmm. A dwarf whips around a small cart with a heavy package bundled up tightly and points it towards Merlin and Asharis tumbling on the ground. He puts a small torch to the back end of it, and with a loud bang, a weighted net is flying through the air towards you. Several dwarves step up with crossbows at the ready. About a half dozen of the caravan dwarves also hop down off of their carriages with axes at the ready. And you hear the dwarf grinding against the wall above you shout, Put me down! Or I'll have them stick you so full of arrows you'll look like a ruddy hedgehog! All right, then. Asharis and Merlin, as you are tumbling on the ground, this net flies forward and wraps around the both of you, pinning you to the ground. Hey, I didn't do anything. I don't know this stranger. Merlin, what do you do? Make him think he's one. Okay, how do you do that? I float him down to the ground. I float him down to the ground. And how can I get my book back? <laughs> my mage hands couldn't sneak, sneak in there and get it when he's not looking. There are about a dozen cannons pointed your direction. There's a bunch of crossbows pointed at your face and a bunch of or a bunch of dwarves behind you with axes. I think you made the right choice. Mm, I told you. And you're going to mage hand out and try and grab the book from him as he's levitating down? Well, I could use my thunder. We're not getting out of this one. Well, you aren't. Asharis, you hear Merlin start to... Put him in shock, and then I could run away. You hear Merlin start to chant another spell. What do you do about it? You are going to get us killed. He has to actually be able to speak the spell in order for the spells to complete. Much like you with a taco in your mouth, unable to speak the words. What do you do as he starts to chant out the words to another incantation? Ah, creep. I don't have a thunder wave checked. (laughs) Thunderwave would be good right now. I'm so glad you don't have invisibility, Merlin. <laughs> Cover his mouth. I could go and grab the book. Invisibility would be great right now. I'm not worried about the stupid book. Neither am I. <laughs> Asharis, you cover his mouth. And Merlin, All right. the dwarf drops down to the ground. He's still technically under your levitate spell, but if you start to float him up again, they'll probably just kill you. I'm not going to do that. And Asharis has her hand over your mouth, staring you in the eyes. Yes, I am angry. Yeah, she looks really mad. I'm just... What do you tell him? What do you tell him about the book? Actually, no, I'm going to say you just said that. You said, I'm not concerned about the book. Mm-hmm. We're going to die here. Keep the book. You're going to get us killed. I've got mage armor. We can put it around us. These are not our enemies. Well, it, they're going to be. The dwarf Flint drops down onto his feet and walks over to you with a pair of shackles. He throws them on the ground by you. Put those on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Do you comply? Are you taking me to the king? I'm taking you to jail. Are you taking me to the king? No, you're going to jail. I'm taking you to jail. You're going to spend the night in a cell. One night? And the dwarf council will probably hear about this. This book is something special. I ain't seen anything like it before. Where'd you get it? From a friend of the dwarfs. No, you got it from Scale Ridge. Scale Ridge. They're friends of the dwarfs. They're dead. Don't. You be quiet. (laughs) She's not here. I'm not here. I can say what I want. Uh, Except you can't. You're influencing the game, but you're not present. So do you comply? Do you put the shackles on? Asharis, do you shackle him? Yes. To get out of this? Yes. I didn't do anything. No. I I pretend to have the shackles. I will help. I'm a magician. Cuff this bad man. Thank you for your quick action. Perhaps you are friends of the dwarves after all. <laughs> Let me know if I can do more. <clears throat> oh, my God. 
he starts to untangle you out of the net now that Merlin is shackled. And three more of the guard walk up and start taking Merlin's possessions into their custody. We'll take this one to jail then, and he'll have to answer to the council tomorrow. Cool. Chance to talk to somebody of importance. If it doesn't work out for him, he probably won't come back out these doors. Oh no. It's no small thing to attack a city guard. How do you know I did it? <laughs> I just asked my book. <laughs> There's a whole city. He, he looks at the dwarves around you and he says, Is any of you magical like? We don't have too many of them amongst the dwarves, do we? Mm. And the dwarves that were gathering start to head back to their caravans as Merlin is no longer a threat. The last thing Asharis and Ghostslinger see is Merlin being led into the city. Right, now we need a jailbreak. <laughs> Asharis, what do you do about it? You know you need to get in the city and you really don't like the idea of Merlin getting dragged off to go be killed on his own. Well, how far is it to the hippogriffs? You're going to go do the hippogriffs by yourself before tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm here. Just me and Ghostslinger. I've got mage armor, magic missiles, shields. They took all your stuff away. I can still do chants. Yes, you can do anything that doesn't require spell components or spell components or hand signs because your hands are handcuffed so you can't do your hand signs so only things that you can say which really limits your your mystic capabilities for the time being hmm i've got mirror illusions that's a a good question the question no one could hear because the one that's not here whispered it why didn't he use mirror illusions in the first place i didn't get a chance (laughs) wouldn't have helped it would have passed right through him, and the net would have uh, just caught him. Mm, I suppose that is true. So, Asharis, do you have any any bluff to try and get uh, brought into the city? Anything you could say? No, nothing. What about some of those some of those names of those guys on the, that we helped up on top of the Scale Ridge? Aren't there some people up there that were friends of the dwarves? How about I try to um, like? How about Dilly and Londor? <laughs> They were our friends. Until they were taken away and maybe dead. I know. They are dead. They don't know that. They're on the death ship. (laughs) They're on the ghost ship where we almost got turned into ghosts. Hmm. Okay, so. It sounded like Asharis might have an idea before I railroad her into my plot. So I'm thinking that I speak Dwarvish. So I will speak to him. and. That would have been a really good thing to start with, probably. Well, I didn't know we were going to go down this path of doom. I will speak in his native tongue. And what will you tell him? And in Dwarvish, I will tell him that I have a gift for the king. No, you have a message. A message for the king? A message for the king. (laughs) What do we do with the golden dragon that we chopped up? What? Golden dragon? The Argon dragon. We've done so many good things. It was a silver dragon, and I certainly hope you didn't chop him up. No, we, we freed him, though, I think. Yeah, we freed him with some magical stuff. Yeah, he was, a, he was a, a friend of the dwarves. You tell... What's his name again? Flint. Flint? Yeah, you tell Flint that... Oh, Flint. Oh, masterful dwarf. I have a message. I have a, a, a gift for the king. But I need to deliver it myself. With me. With the, with this... Uh, You're not there. You have your own way in, masterful thief. Which I'm gonna make you have to do. Um, I already know I can get in. I've been saying that for the past, like, five minutes. Well, you're in the sewer now, so. Yeah, I had I had to work very hard to figure out how all this is gonna work because Merlin decided to be all Crazy. aggressive. So... Flint turns around and looks at you and says, All right, then. I didn't know you could speak dwarf. That makes me trust you more. Maybe you'd be useful as a, a, a witness to, to this event today in, in, the, the, uh, in the, the council meeting that's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, come along. I will let you, I will let you into the city. 
you, you've proven yourself to be trustworthy. I hope that uh, it's not misplaced. Thank you, gracious one. You talk nice to people when you get a little further. You get more flies with the honey than you do with the vinegar. And you walk along behind Merlin and his stuff, which is spread out amongst these three people. Hmm. As you get to the threshold of the door, Flint looks at you and sees that you are carrying a small armory with you. And he will take a small metal clasp off of his belt and hand it to you and says, While you're in the city, uh, I, would, I would much like to see those stay peace-tied, if you would. And he hands you the little metal clasp to lock your sword in their sheath. Of course. I will have no need of them here. Hopefully. That is what my job is. So, we will uh, keep you safe within the home of the dwarves. Ghostslinger. Hello. You hear the commotion above die down, and you don't hear much of what happens, but you know that nobody's coming after you. So you're good. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Can't I just, like, become a dwarf with the hat of disguising and just walk in? Yeah, you absolutely can. It may not be as simple as just walk in, though. Oh. So, do you go and find a dwarf to copy their outfit? Give me a minute. I think that's how the hat of disguise works. You can look like anybody you want to look like. I believe that includes the their physical appearance. It's an illusion, but you can look like a dwarf. Okay. You better be. Sure. Okay, so you go to find a dwarf, and you copy their outfit. What kind of dwarf do you go for? Do you go for a fancy-looking dwarf outfit, or a kind of woodsy-looking dwarf outfit? Maybe one of the people who is leading one of these carriages, like the guides type person, or do you go for somebody who's kind of just wearing really basic clothes, like some old lady or something? I gotta look important, okay? Okay, you grab an important-looking dwarf's outfit, and you activate your hat of disguise. What does it do when you activate your hat of disguise and you change your clothes? What does it look like? You just fade out and fade in as another person? Yes, because that seems cool, and I have no other ideas. You could take off your shirt and as you take your shirt off there's a whole other outfit that falls out of it and onto you that's weird man okay you just do the uh, what about what if you like glow with sparkles and then you have a new outfit on <laughs> sparkly maybe maybe the hat like floats up off your head for a second and when it comes back down on your head you're just wearing different clothes <laughs> sure that seems nice Okay, that's the one we'll go with. The hat floats up for a second and comes back down, and then all of a sudden, you're wearing different clothes, and to everyone else, you appear to be a dwarf. So what do you do? You're down in the water. You're not like, you didn't jump in the water, did you? Or no. you're just down, like, under the bridge by the water. I'm under the bridge by the water. Okay, your feet are in the sand. So then I'm just gonna go and walk up there. All right. You walk up back towards the road where everybody was kind of in a big kerfuffle. And then now everything's kind of calmed down a little bit. And their carriages are slowly starting to progress back out of the city. There is now a different guard who is on the gate. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go and try and go in, you know? So you're going to walk up and just try to walk past? Sure. You go up to where the dwarf is, and you try to go past, and as you do, the guard nods his head to you and says, Blessings of Moradin. What do you do? Blessings to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> you should have paid attention to some what people were saying as they were walking by to get in. Did they say, did they say anything? How am I supposed to know? Hmm. Come on, you gotta say something. What are you gonna do? Thinking very quickly on your feet, do you say anything back? Can I just nod back? Okay. You nod back and continue past, and his head turns to look at you as you go by, but he doesn't follow you. Score. What was the correct answer? Well, you'll never know. It might keep being a thing. Who knows? Could be something. Could be something there. You walk past 
this caravan of people, and you notice that as you do so, there are lots of heads that nod your direction. Oh, Ghost you chose somebody really important. Intense nods. You know, I'm literally terrified right now. Yeah, you don't know what you've done, do you? No. All right, everyone, entering into the city of Aberdeen, your eyes take a moment to adjust to the light inside the cliffs. There are beams overhead, beams of light, carrying the brightness of the sun deep into the darkness of the dwarven stronghold. The light reflects off of high-hung chandeliers between great columns which rise up out of the depths into the darkness above. Ahead of you, you can see spots of torchlight in the city to brighten the buildings. (laughs) Merlin has drawn a very good picture of him in jail. (laughs) With a sad face. Ahead of you, you can eat. You can see spots of torchlight in the city to brighten the buildings. But at, a mo- at the moment, your attention is grabbed by the harrowing drop into nothingness on either side of the bridge that you are on. There is no guardrail, and one wrong step could spell doom if you are too close to the edge. Thankfully, the road is wide, but a good deal of it is taken up by the caravans of carts and carriages which are lined up to leave the stone fortress you might think twice before struggling free on this precarious bridge like the mines of moria Mm, definitely merlin and asharis you are led to a small guardhouse on the very edge of the city only barely able to see further down the streets towards the bright stone buildings adorned with various gemstones that catch the reflected light from the chandeliers overhead Oh, it's a daisy. Oh, she's so precious. Everyone, we're going to take a brief pause while I get the monster. Hi, little miss. I may have done something horrible. What? Horrible things. She doesn't know yet. Where were we? Merlin, you are led to a small guardhouse on the very edge of the city. You're only barely able to see further down the streets towards the bright stone building adorned with various gemstones that catch the reflected light from the chandeliers overhead. As you enter the guardhouse, there is a dwarf with his feet up on a big table in the middle of the room. Oi, what's all this then? He asks, quickly getting to his feet. You are guided to a cell on the far side of the room with three o- and three other dwarves walk in behind you and dump your gear out on the big table. Asharas, you're still with them. Hmm. We had some trouble up at the gates with this one. He'll be spending the night in the cell instead of a tavern. The cell door clicks closed and locks if you're lucky that's all but if you were lying before about where you got this book then you might lose your head it's pretty serious to have desecrated the graves of dwarves i'll be taking this up with the council he holds up the crafting tome that merlin was carrying and walks out once him and the other dwarves leave the cell guard looks over the gear in the middle of the table and he looks at asharis from the looks of this, you are an adventurer. You should know better than to mess around with dwarves in general, much less at a stronghold like Aberdeen. Care to tell me how you ended up here? He walks over to the cell and looks at Merlin. We've done lots of things. Good you? And many we? It's just him. You. <laughs> well, he's talking to me, is that And he turns back to Asharis and says, Oh, where are my manners? I'm Rofane. He extends his hand out to shake uh, hands with Asharis. Nice to meet you, uh... Rofane. Rofane. I am Asharis. And, uh, were you traveling with this one? No. I, uh, saw the struggle outside and assisted in apprehending this miscreant. Oh, right, well, that's good to hear. I'm glad they let you in. I'm surprised. Are you speaking in Dwarven? Yes. I'd be surprised they let you in, but not many around here can speak our language, so I'm sure that had uh, some say in them letting you letting you pass. What was the plan? I see you've peace-tied your weapons, so are you just uh, going to be in town for a little while? Yes, kind sir, I am. All right, well, just down the road a ways, there's a, a small tavern that you could... You could uh, take residence at for the night. I'll just stay here. 
<laughs> what time? Well, that's good. What? No trying to break out, <laughs> if you would please. What time tomorrow will uh, the trial be? Trial? Oh, you mean the council meeting? Just a hearing. The council, that's it. Council, just a hearing. They're going to talk to me about what I'm doing. Why we're so, so uh, emphatic about the book and all that. It's no big deal. Haven't had a chance to read it. Well, the Dwarven Council will have some questions for you about your story. Dwarves are stubborn and cautious in the best of times. So, considering the state of the mines, you're lucky they didn't use one of the cannons to fire a warning shot up your nose before they grabbed you in the net launcher. Yes, I hear you've had some trouble here. Yeah, things hasn't been so great in Aberdeen recently. Why is everybody leaving? Oh, that's the trouble. The mines has kind of stopped mining for now. They'll probably want to deal with you early in the morning so that they can get back to discussing more important things. I'm kind of surprised they even bothered with you. Must have been some important book you had. Well, I don't know. I hadn't read it yet. How about you? He points at Asharis. Are you hungry? Well, yes, famished. If you'll hold up a tick, I'll put together some lunch for the two of you. Do me a favor and don't try to break out. You'll only be making things worse, worse for yourself. All right. I'll be back in just a tick. Are you taking the ferret with you? I had the ferret, not the dwarves. The dwarves don't have a ferret. <laughs> oh. So, let's cut back to Ghost Slinger real quick. Ghost Slinger, you have progressed across the long bridge into the city and... Roll me a stealth check. <laughs> Is it on the floor? Give me a minute. I believe so. It looks like a 13 from here. I could be mistaken. Oh, that's right next to a 1. Shh, wait. Yep, that's a 13. Alright, we'll count it because you're playing on a bed. So with a 13, you manage to move quickly enough to catch the guards that... Actually, the guard that you recognize, Flint, leaving the guardhouse on the edge of town. And you expect that's probably where they're holding Merlin. What do you want to do? Go in there? You're just going to walk into the prison? Oh, waltz in, just like, hello. Do you? Yes! As you're about to waltz in the door to the prison, the door opens and a dwarf is standing in front of you. And he says, oh! Hello. Blessings of Moradin. And he bows at you. Boop. What can I do for you, milady? You're important. You're too important. I knew it. If you had gone as a city guard, we wouldn't be having this issue. Just, just give me a minute. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It's going to take a second for her to figure out what she did and how to fix it. She's come to see me. She's going to arrest me and take me to the uh, king. All right. I have come to see the one that caused all the commotion outside. Ah, the troubled sort. Gonna give him your blessings. Wish him well. Yeah. It's his final rights. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I suppose that won't hurt. I'll be right back, though. While you're in there, keep an eye on and make sure that they don't try to break out. If they try to break out, I'll have to report it. <laughs> and he's Rofane steps past you out the door to go get some lunch for Asharis and Merlin. Alright, while we're all three together, we need to make up a good story that's going to get us out of this mess. <sighs> Ghostslinger, you walk in and see Asharis sitting in one of the chairs at the big table with all of Merlin's stuff laid out. And you see Merlin in a cell with a small bed. And Merlin, what are you doing? Are you sitting on the bed or like, are you on the floor in the corner? What are you up to? I'm standing here with my hands up. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you're shackled. <laughs> I can't even levitate myself. I'll let you levitate quietly in the corner if you want. <laughs> but you can't levitate other people. Well, I'm going to sleep levitated tonight. Demonstration of power. I'm not sleeping on this hard rock floor here. There's a bed. I'm floating midair. 
Anyway, what are we gonna? What's what's the story to get me out of here tomorrow? Anybody got any ideas? You don't know who this random dwarf is that just walked in. Oh no! It's true. We don't know who that is. True. I don't know. Looks important though. Look at all that bangly stuff around her neck. What do you say, Ghost Slinger, when you walk into the room? <clears throat> The ball is completely in your court here. Your friends are looking at you like they don't know who you are. Your queen has arrived. The queen has arrived? Wow. Don't do that. you got to give us a clue who you are. It's a joke. Well, uh, I believe, Asharis, that someone has just come in proclaiming to be the queen. She doesn't look super queenly, but she definitely looks kind of nicely dressed. <laughs> and she's got a um what did I say? Talisman around her neck. A talisman. Hmm. Um like a charm. I'm gonna pull out the teacup. Welcome, ma'am. Do you speak in dwarven? I suppose so, since I've been doing that right now, and then you don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Does she not speak dwarven? Nope. She doesn't? then probably it's a good thing she didn't say anything back because the dwarves would have all been saying blessings of Moradin in Dwarven. I didn't realize she doesn't speak Dwarven. So you walked in and proclaimed to be the queen in common to which Asharis responded in Dwarven. Why did you respond in Dwarven? And you don't know what she said. So what do you do? So I still have my bag, right? You do still have all your stuff. Your stuff is disguised with you. Okay, well then I'm going to pull out the teacup. Why can't you just say... No, no, it's got to be straight to the point. I like this, this, uh, this callback to the very early episodes. The dwarf that just walked in pulls out a teacup that looks strangely familiar, Asharis, Mm. but doesn't respond to you. When you speak in Dwarven to her. I feel like I've seen this before. So do you continue to speak in Dwarven and ask her anything? No. I will say... Actually, let's... Okay, what were you going to say? Ghostlinger, is that you? Ah, I was going to roll a d20 to find out whether or not you recognized it. Oh. It's okay. You can have it. Hello. 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 Ghostlinger says hello back. We don't have much time. What should we do? Kill him! What? Who? Merlin? The guard. That's never gonna work. I know. We need to help, I guess, with his story. (laughs) Well, I have to get out of here. Do we have anything that could, like, prove we were where we said we were? The teacup came from uh, White. Yes, that doesn't help us the with the book came from the mountain. Didn't we pick up weapons from the mountain? Uh, you are carrying a dwarven sword, I believe. We did. But we didn't kill anybody to get it. But how do we prove that? Well, I rolled a nat 20 to tell you guys something. So you definitely know whatever it is I forgot. <laughs> you knew what he forgot. So then how are we supposed to know it? Exactly. Uh, uh, Ghost Slinger, were you carrying the bag of holding or was Merlin carrying the bag of holding? I was holding the bag. I'm the bag holder. She's the bag lady. Okay. You have the bag of holding. Perhaps there's something in there. Do you know the way a bag of holding works? How does it work? A bag of holding is a pocket dimension that contains all of the items that you put into it. Whenever you reach into it, wanting something... You pull something out that is whatever that thing is. So you like you reach into it wanting a healing potion, and you pull out a healing potion. You reach into it wanting clothes, and you pull out some clothes that are in it. You reach into it wanting something, and you'll pull something out. Do you remember where you got the bag of holding? Did we get it from the dragon? We did? Yes. So maybe there's something in there. I'm not seeing anything. You have a lot of things written down, but a bag of holding can have anything in it. Okay, let's just scavenge through the bag. Okay, what do you reach into it wanting? Something to help us. The helm from the the dwarf, uh, well, is that good? 
Did we even get it? Yeah, the helm of a dead dwarf that you, according to the guy at the gate, stole from from the dwarves. Well, I don't know what would prove that we didn't steal the book, or... I mean, we technically did, I suppose. So, if you remember what you guys learned in Gaville, or Gil, depending on how I feel like saying it, do you remember what the Master of the Locks told you? The time of silver has come. And that that was the message that you should deliver? Yes. When? And people don't generally believe you because you don't really have a way of proving that you went to see a dragon? Mm-hmm. So what would you want out of the bag? A dragon scale. Huh? <laughs> no? Is that not a good idea? Dragon scale? <laughs> That's a great idea. Ghostslinger, have you got the bag out and put it on the table? Yes. Are you flit- flitting through it to see what you've got in it? Yes. Asharis, do you reach into the bag after Ghostslinger has pulled out 300 feet of rope, 25 ball bearings, 17 shuriken, three daggers, some oil, flint, bark off of a screaming hujitsu oak tree. Where did I get this? I need a dragon scale. When you reach into the bag and try to pull out a dragon scale, your hand comes out with a handful of dragon scales. They're <gasps> silver. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Proof. We have proof. Y- you have proof because I got to leave before something bad happens. Okay. Just as she's saying, I have to leave before something bad happens. You hear the doorknob start to fiddle. Okay. And there's stuff out all over the table. <laughs> Help me. Get Throw it in the bag. Put it all back in the bag. You start frantically throwing things back into the bag of holding. And put it away. There's the dragon. Merlin found the dragon drawing from episode 25? 25. 30? Ah, I'm right on the money. So, Merlin, you see them briefly pull out a handful of shining silver dragon scales and then frantically start throwing everything back in the bag as the door flies open and this dwarf carrying a plate in either hand nudges his butt through the door backwards and then turns around to face you and you guys have put away all the stuff. Right. The table is clear. I will go over and help him with the uh, the meals. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you, kind sir. And I'm not speaking in Dwarven anymore. Speaking in common now? Yes. So that someone knows what we're saying. It doesn't give us a lie. Common is such a less elegant language. But uh, yes, I-, I understand... It's not your first, so we can speak in common if it's easier for you. I appreciate it, kind sir. Rofane walks over to the... Technically, Elven is the most elegant language. Dwarven is probably more guttural, but a dwarf would think that Dwarven is very... Of course. Dwarven. So, Rofane takes over the second plate that he's got in his hand to the prison cell and passes it through to Merlin. Do you take it, Merlin? Can I take my handcuffs off? No. <laughs> I hope they're wrong. Did you ask to take your handcuffs off, or did you ask that out of character? I'm asking if I can take my handcuffs off. I want to eat dinner. Oh, his response is the same. No. I'm in a cell. You can, you can, you can very well eat with one hand, and I know how you magicy types are. You get your hands back, and you start going all. <laughs> and then stuff starts levitating, and I'm, you know, flying through the roof. I ain't going to be doing that, but I know. Uh, it's okay. Set this. I'll, I'll set this here on this, this little tray thing that hooks onto the bars. And then you can use the fork in one hand. It'll be a little difficult, but you'll manage. Well, I, it's not a drive-in movie, but I'll try it. You take a look at the food, and you realize it doesn't look terrible. The bread is kind of hard dwarven bread, but there's a small portion of meat and vegetables, which look really good. But before you can start eating, he pipes up again. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Just a moment. He pops back out the door and brings in two pails of fresh water. It's not a bath, I know, but this should at least help you clean up for dinner. Thank you, kind Let's have a, Asharis, let's have a dwarven prayer for dinner. That'll impress them. I don't need to impress them now. I got some dragon scales. I'm going to go. Let's have a dwarven prayer. That'll do the trick, I think. Oh, man, I just realized what I did. Ha. <sighs> 
you said you had a gift and you didn't have a gift and I was waiting to find out what you were going to do and now I've just ruined it. You've given me the gift. I've ruined it. I was going to give them my ma- magic arrows. Oh, clever. Mm, see? That would work too. Or my mithril. You know, one of those two would have been sufficient, I, I assume, to buy Merlin's life. Yeah, both of which would have been a good offering. It's going to cost me all my stuff. What does Ghost Slinger do? She's in this situation where she is in the room and doesn't speak Dwarven, but appears to be very important. And the two of you are eating dinner, and Rofane's not doing much, so what are you going to do? I'm going to just leave. Do you say anything as you leave? Nope, I say nothing. You just walk out. Thank you for your blessing, ma'am. You don't... Well, actually, roll me a d20. Whom? Asharis. Asharis. To have overheard the conversation with your big elven ears. Hmm? 11 plus some... Do, what do I plus again? Roll, roll it again because I'll give you advantage because you have big elven ears. 7. All right, 11 plus perception. Oh, I have perception. Oh, good, that's 3. And then with the it's... So plus five. Ah, okay, 16. Just barely. You heard him say something about blessings when when he left to go out the door and then she came in. So yes, you could say something about thank you for your blessings. Uh, What was it? Such and such is with you. (laughs) Moradin. Moradin is with you. Ghost Slinger leaves and doesn't speak Dwarven in a Dwarven city full of dwarves. Run away! I'm out, I'm out, I'm gone. Where do you go? What are you going to do? I'm leaving. You're leaving the city? I'm leaving. Where are you going to go? Your friends are in there. And you're safe. Nobody's messed with you. Go to the bar. No, I, I, I'm just going to leave. I'm, I'm not staying. What does Asharis do? Let's say it took a little while. It took about 15 minutes. You're almost done with your food when a uh, ghost slinger just gets up and walks out because things were awkward. So what time is it? It's afternoon, because you guys got up and walked over to the city, then had the kerfuffle at the door, and now you are in the dark, so it's kind of hard to tell what time it is, but you know it's afternoon, because he said he'd bring you lunch. You guys Um, should go out and do something while I'm stuck in jail. All right, kind sir, thank you for this lovely meal. Do you think it would be at all possible for me to speak with your lord, the king? I did bring him a gift. Good call. Yes. You you may be able to tag that on to the council meeting tomorrow morning. I can't imagine, since they're already going to be spending time on uh, smaller issues, that they wouldn't have a problem with a, a quick interruption. But do be quick. I'm sure that they they won't want their time to be spent lightly. You mean time's important back then? All right, so the king will be at the council meeting. The king is like the general, too, so... I know, but I thought it would just be the council, not the king, so I, w- I needed to make sure. Yes, the Lord of the Dwarves will be at the council meeting. He is, he is, after all, the most important council member. Ah, all right. Well, then I shall wait until tomorrow. Well, you don't have to spend your entire evening here in this, this little room with the imprisoned wizard, shall we say. If you want, you, you're free to, to go explore the Aberdeen, the, the city in the cliffs. It's quite impressive. All right, I shall visit the cliffs. And don't forget, tavern just slightly down the road. You'll be able to uh, to follow the the carriage tomorrow morning to the uh, the council meeting. That should let you make sure that you're there on time. A carriage? Yeah. How else do you figure they're going to take you down to the council meeting? Let you we can walk. Present your case. It's quite a ways. Okay, I've got time. I'll bet you do. Every moment is counted right now, eh? Those aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> All right, so do you head out into the city then, Asharis? Uh-huh. You do speak Dwarven, lucky for you. I think Merlin does too, actually. I do. Oh yep. my gosh. I do. We could have gotten so far. <laughs> I'm going to present my entire case in Dwarven. They'll think you're an amazingly quick study. Asharis, you head out the door. Roll me a d20. We'll call it a flat d20. 16. 16? That's pretty good. You're very lucky. You see the backside of what you think is Ghost Slinger going around the corner. Oh, yes. I shall tap you. All right. You very quickly move after her into an alley and tap her on the shoulder. Ghost Slinger, someone tapped you on the shoulder. 
What what do you do? Just casually turn around. Casually turning around, you see Ashara standing there. Oh, thank you. I'm saying she said that. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, she said, "Oh, thank you." What do you What do you tell her back, Ashara's? Uh, Blessings of whatever. Moradin. Mordor. We're we're trying to act. Are there people around? No. No, Ghostlinger oh. was looking for a place to go without people. Ah, okay. We shall visit the cliffs, or should we just go to the tavern and t- go to sleep for the night? I can't go with you. Why not? I'm important! But we're gonna hide in the tavern. How are we supposed to hide in this? It all looks suspicious. The, the emptiest tavern. <laughs> the emptiest. Oh, good point. It would look suspicious, wouldn't it? Hmm. And your thing only works once a day. This is a conundrum. What are you going to do to try and look less important? Take off the talisman. Okay. You remove the talisman from your illusion. I'm going to say you can do that because you can manipulate your illusion, but no one else can. So you take off the talisman that you were carrying. Do you do anything else? What else looks important? (laughs) You've got some, like, some nice bracelets on. Take off the bracelet. Take off the bracelets. Do you take off anything that kind of makes you look higher to do? Yes. So you kind of tone down your outfit a little bit? Yes. Roll me a d20. Actually, wait. I'll roll a d20 for you. You'll hate me. I will. You are pretty confident that you're, you don't look so important anymore. You don't look like whatever had caught everyone's eyes. What did you think? I said that she feels like... She's done it. She doesn't look like an important person anymore. She's shed all of the, like, gold and jewelry off of her. She's basically just wearing a nice outfit now, but with no adornments to it. And if that doesn't work, then I can, I'll go see if I can find a shop to buy you some clothes. That, that, well, yeah, okay. Now what do you guys do? Ghostslinger, you're fairly confident that you fixed the problem. Do you want to walk out of the alley? (laughs) Yes. All right, where do you guys head off to? You're going to go try the tavern? The tavern and inn, we'll say, because you need a place to stay. The emptiest tavern. Yes, the one with the least amount of folks. So you're going to go through a whole bunch of folks to go find an empty place? Or are you just going to go to the first one first? Yeah, let's just go to the first one first, see what happens. Okay, you go to the first one first, and it's pretty busy! There's dwarves inside, there's lots of merrymaking. It seems like people are talking about leaving on the morrow. Ghostslinger, you don't know any of what they're talking about. It's a lot of dwarven, a lot of, a lot of really deep dwarven voices. I will say this, Ghostslinger, you know that there's lots and lots of people in here, and you notice none of them are looking at you. You're not getting any nods now, and your intuition is that having a lot of people around help will help you to hide and blend in, and you won't be interacted with by people. You're not. You're you're blending in discreetly. You kind of recognize this as a good place to hide in plain sight. Because if you were the only people in the tavern, then people might want to talk to you. But you're not now. So it's less weird that a dwarf and an elf are traveling together because there's lots of people around and lots of stuff going on. So nobody really notices that you're traveling together. Okay, I'll get you food. No, no, no. You go get a room and then I'll go upstairs stairs to the room with you yep but after you go up there for a little bit we'll do it the other way around you go up first and then then, i will follow yeah okay whatever and because the place is noisy you guys can have this conversation and nobody overhears it like all right so what do you do what do you do mom Uh, i go to purchase a room i'd go up the stairs if there are any so you walk back to the uh the counter by the stairs where there is a man, a dwarven dwarven man, waiting with a bunch of keys stacked up behind him. And he says in dwarven, Evening, lass. Evening, my kind sir. In dwarven. In dwarven. Well, I figured she'd talk in dwarven when she's talking to the dwarves, but okay. I need a room for the evening. Just the night, then. We've got a one-week discount. Just the night. <laughs> All right. And- I would like a meal, sir. All right, no problem. You want it over here at the uh, at the tavern, or do you want it upstairs in the room? I can have it brought up. Uh, in, in the tavern. 
All right, I'll let the cooks know. Thank you. Dursley, the one night and the meal, that'll be... That'll be what? <laughs> My headset disconnected, I'm sorry. Okay. That'll be six silver. <laughs> All right. And he hands across the key to you. Third room down on the left. And then I shall head upstairs and give you the key and tell you it's the third room down on the left. I'll be back with your food. You better knock. You, you have to have the secret knock. It's like, well, you can lock the door. No, you just have to have a secret knock so that I know it's you and not somebody else. Okay, what's the secret knock? The secret knock is that she talks in common, not dwarven. <laughs> you missed one. <laughs> okay, this exchange happens upstairs. You tell her the directions to the room. Ghostslinger, what do you do? You tell her about the secret knock. Yes, obviously. And then? And then I go to the room. Okay, you go to the room, you go in. It's pretty nice inside. The walls are stone, but the floor is wood, and there's a big carpet in the middle, kind of keep your feet not cold. And there's a big bed. I don't want to sleep on the carpet. Asharis? Yes? What do you do now? I will go to the tavern to collect my meal. All right, you go downstairs, and the chefs have prepared you a meal, and they hand it across on a plate. Thank you. I am not feeling well, so I shall take this upstairs. Good evening. Feel better. Just uh, set it on the floor outside the door when you're done with the plate. Much appreciated. And then you head upstairs? Yes. You take your plate of food to the door. What do you do when you reach the door? I have to put the secret knock, so I have to put it down and... <laughs> you missed one! <laughs> you hear from the other side of the drawer, a ghost slinger shouts, You missed one! It is me. Open the door. Fine. And you open the door, Ghostslinger? Yes. Ghostslinger, you open the door, and we're going to call it there. What will happen tomorrow at the trial? Oh, yes, uh, what will happen tomorrow? What will the council decide will be Merlin's fate? He'll die. I hope that the um, dragon scales are enough to save him, or he is doomed. I have a plan. I'm doing Plans homework, have right? not worked thus far. You know, really? To be, to be fair, to be fair, guys. Yes. Merlin did tell you he'd get you into the town. He did say he'd get you into Aberdeen. Yes, but now we have to get him out. <laughs> that wasn't one of the stipulations. It's true. I suppose that is true. But still. Yes, but still. This is not fun. I need more toast. What? It's not fun? There, no, there it's is. fun, but it's not fun for my character. You're just nervous because you are out of your element where everyone speaks a language you don't. Exactly. I'm literally terrified. <laughs> I'm glad that I made you feel an emotion through our fictional game that we play on the internet. <laughs> I know, I'm nervous too. He's not gonna make it out alive. He's dead. Yeah, maybe not. Technically, he didn't lie. Look at all the stuff we have. I've got a whole book full of notes and, and things that we've done that I'm, I'm putting together for my plea your, tomorrow morning. Your trial? <laughs> yes. So, Merlin, back in the in the jail, you're with Rofane. And Rofane seems to be genuinely nice to you. Do you ask him for a quill and a sheet of parchment in order to prepare your notes for the council tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's a good, good idea. Roven, could I borrow a pen and a, a, a quill and a piece of parchment paper so I could write a few words for my trial tomorrow? My, my hearing? Well, I do know a little about magic. And I know that you wizardy types can do all sorts of weird stuff if you can draw sigils and symbols. But I guess you didn't try to break out when I was out of the room. So I'll trust you. I'll trust you here that you're not going to get me into trouble. No, I, I could make the feather fly. I could make the feather burn, but I'm not going to do any of those things. All right. And he'll grab a sheet of parchment out of your belongings on the, t on the big table in the room. And he'll roll it up and he'll bring it over with the quill in it and a small ink pot. And he'll set that on the tray where he put your plate before. Okay. And then I, are we off the clock? Well, you said you wanted to do a thing, and I felt bad because I didn't include you for a lot of the night. So what do you want to do with your quill and parchment? Are you going to try and break out, or are you just going to make your notes? Well, I'm not going to draw a door on the wall and walk through it. 
<laughs> Although I could do that. Only if you had all your stuff, which is on a table over there. Which you can't get to. No mage hands that can reach over and get something? Oh, goodness. His mage hands somatic only. Let's look. Anyway, I've started writing. Nope. It's verbal and somatic, so you have to be able to do the hand gesture in order to make it work. And because of your shackles, you can't do the hand gesture. So you can't do mage hands. I can't get my, my stuff then. It's like, it's like the dungeon master plays a wizard and so knows all your tricks. Uh-huh. I'm writing, a, I'm writing my a synopsis to get out. All right, so you're going to write down just some general notes of the places you've been and the things you've seen and yeah. about going to Scale Ridge and going through Has- House Kazark. Yes, I've got some names that, I've, that I think could be important to let them know that I'm a friend. All right. I guess that's where we'll call it for the evening, then. Thank you so much for a wonderful evening. Goodbye. Bye-bye, y'all.